0: It's really easy when things are bad to blame it on yourself and to think about what you did wrong. Uh, but when things go right, my natural tendency is just to say I got lucky, you know? Oh, you know, oh, he's like, oh, that's a great kid. Yeah, we got lucky. But when something goes wrong, oh, it's not that I got unlucky. It's that uh, I made a mistake. You know, I, I, I didn't do the right thing or I did the wrong thing. Um, it's, it's hard to give yourself credit for the good stuff that's going on. Welcome to Dad's Planning, a weekly or uh, we'll just say periodical, uh, infrequent chronicle of all the weirdest, messiest, grossest, and funniest parts of fatherhood, hosted by two young and uh, semi clueless dads. I'm Jesse. And I'm Brandon. And we are back uh, for the first time in a long time to catch up. Uh, but before we get into it, uh, as we like to do uh, every time we do a show, Brandon. If you can remember, if the listeners want to get in touch with us, where can they find us?
1: Well, if you're still out there and using them, you can follow us on all of your favorite social media channels. Please check out and follow and like Splaining Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram while they all still exist. You can also email us directly at dadsplainingpodcast at gmail.com. And then you can check out this and every episode anywhere you get your podcasts
0: indeed uh please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that uh, you don't have to check your podcast app like once a month to see if we've done an episode you can just get it automatically downloaded and we've got a facebook group dad's planning a parenting group uh it is a small but uh, pretty cool little community that we have if you've got parenting questions or gripes uh, anything you want us to address on the podcast or just something you want to brag about uh in your parenting life uh drop it there and uh, we'd love to uh to check in on you so I'll, uh, kick off the podcast, um, with some big news and Brandon and I have already shared this and celebrated it. Uh, but it's been a while. Um, so I would, uh, like to, uh, let all of the, uh, the dad's planning family know that the Brooks family is planning on getting a little bit bigger. We've got uh, baby number two on the way, a little boy. Uh, he is due May of 2023, early May. Uh, the doctors say May 5th, but you know how that goes with due dates. Uh, it is not always accurate. David was uh, a couple of days early. And um, so we're just, we're over the moon. My wife, Ashley, and I were so excited about it. Um, It's a big change, obviously. There's a a lot that's going to be happening. Um, And Brandon, who is now a dad of two, is going to be able to school me on uh, a lot of it. And uh, I'll be leaning on him uh, for advice along the way. Um, But for now, just wanted to to share that with you. All things are going great so far. We've got our uh, 20-week checkup. I almost said 20 month checkup. God, what a nightmare that would be Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> 20 week checkup uh, next week. Um, we've gotten some ultrasounds, you know, we have no idea what the name's going to be. Uh, so don't ask because, uh, we don't have an answer for you yet. Uh, but that's, that's, uh, that's where we are. Woo.
1: Go dads, go dads, go dads.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And Brandon has known for, uh, I, I guess about a month now. I, I told, we told yeah. you in Austin at uh, David's birthday party, uh yep. last month which gosh it seems like it's been seems uh, like ages. it's forever
1: ago but it was really great I couldn't have planned it better myself if I had intended to spoil the news because I just immediately came into your house with a child with a poopy diaper and was like I need to go change this diaper yeah. at which point you just ushered me upstairs into the spare room which was clearly being set up for an <laughs> incoming child because there was like a crib and a changing pad and like your son is five and doesn't need any of that yeah and so I was like Okay, okay. Like, uh, there's a reason for all of this. Yep. So Paige, the new baby, was just so excited to welcome additional new babies. She was like, how can I immediately find out about this?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, And and so, you know, with all of that comes uh, our only child, David, becoming all of a sudden an older brother to a baby brother. This is something that uh, I can get into a little bit this week, and we can kind of check in on it as time goes by. Because uh, overall, David seems excited about it. We've explained it to him. He understands that there is a baby, you know, in mommy's belly, that it's going to be born, and he'll have a baby brother. Um, and, And he's had a pretty positive response to that uh on a conscious level but we're we're noticing some behaviors some changes uh in him that um kind of hint that maybe there's a little bit of anxiety going on uh underneath that brandon when austin was expecting with Paige, um did i i I think we've talked a little bit about this how did noah react and like did you notice any kind of changes in him yeah i think he was pretty much the same he was pretty chill about it definitely before the
1: birth. There's just not a whole lot that there's nothing for the other child to do about it. They don't have to put it in any effort. And then surprisingly, um, I think why it's been pretty good post birth as well is that, again, they're not raising the child or doing anything. So yeah. minimal burden on the older sibling for quite a while. And so in the initial like, lead up, yeah, it was just like, occasionally talking about exactly what you said like yeah there's a baby where is it it's in mommy's belly oh that's where you were you you did that too Mm -hmm. and so there would be like a few comments here and there when he thought about it or when we brought it up and then kids what's great is they don't have to care and so he just goes on living his life and forgets about it for long stretches uh which would be great if we could too but we don't have that luxury (laughs) yeah and so i think it was pretty chill with noah during other than just a few questions more about like the birth process which was interesting because Noah hmm. was like again this was like few and far between when he would think about it and bring it up but like how yeah. does it happen and he's like does it come out your foot you know because we would say <laughs> like we'd be like it, the baby's going to come out of come out of mommy and he's right. like does it come out your mouth like no it comes out the bottom and he's like oh okay so your foot you know, like very linear. Logically, that makes perfect sense. Line of thinking. If it doesn't come out the top, it comes out the bottom, right? And yeah. you're like, no, mommy's got a vagina. It comes out that way. And we're like, okay, got it. Cool. So that's pretty much when the conversation stops. What I feel like I noticed with Noah is that he will ask some interesting big questions, but he usually just wants to ask them and get like some initial response, but he is not going to stick around for the mm-hmm. details. Yeah. You know, the kid, ADD, he's like not thirsting to know the intricacies. Uh, Right. He would like the answer to be like a one sentence explanation, which for things like birth, you can't really do. So I think that kind of helps that they get to keep it simple. They just get to be excited. And then, you know, post birth is a little bit different. But even then, like Noah doesn't have to hold page, you know uh, or, or, care for her, you know, much, much at all. So we've been pretty pleased. They've been super cute, uh, to each other. So yeah, I just say like, talk up the affection and like, yay, my, you know, baby brother is coming and all that kind of stuff just to get, get the good juices flowing so that then mm-hmm. when the baby's born, like they just have all the positivity and excitement about it.
0: Exactly. It's funny that you, that, uh, Noah said that about coming out of the mouth that uh, David, said that too which was kind of hilarious he said something you know the baby's going to come out of mommy's mouth right Um, like they got to come out somewhere the only thing i know that things come out of is like mouths and butts so like yeah exactly (laughs) and that's what it was he was like he plays doctor um you know he has like a little doctor kit and so he was like inspecting uh my wife's mouth and he was like you know basically like how is your mouth going to be big enough uh for a baby to come out like that how is that going to work and, uh, you know, then we had to give like the, the yeah. correct explanation. Uh, Thankfully, of it's happen. not. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Although you could argue
1: it's not big enough for the other option either. So it's just like, how does it happen? I don't know, man. I've seen it twice up close and I still am just like, I mean. Nature's wild. Stuff man. just happens. It's crazy. Stuff just happens. Yeah. 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 Um, so good, lots of good stuff for you guys to look forward to. I, I think like the only weirdness that you, hit, you tend to hear sometimes is like the anxiety can brew into like jealousy mm-hmm. um, and like feeling like they don't get all the attention.
0: Right, and that that's what I wonder is like part of what's going on uh, with him lately. You know, um, it, it, it's You know, it's hard to tell because it's a five-year-old, you know, you can't sit them down for a lengthy interview and totally get yeah. to the root of like what's bothering them. Um, especially, uh, with a kid like David, who we've talked about this on the podcast before, he's kind of uh, speech delayed and, uh, we think it probably started when he was getting a lot of ear infections as a baby. He had to get ear tubes. We think that he was so blocked up in his ears that he couldn't really hear clearly for the longest time. Like in those yeah. early days when you're picking up on language, you know, based on what you hear and learning to, to mimic it. And so now he's, you know, got that kind of impediment and, uh, you know, we're we're getting a referral for a speech therapist from our doctor and getting that set up. And hopefully, I don't know if it's going to be before or after the holidays, but uh, really soon here, going to get him a little help on that because that's something he struggles with. But that's part of the reason that we're not really sure what his real thoughts are uh, on the matter. We do know that uh, David's been going through some changes behaviorally lately um, that are concerning. Um you know, 99% of the time, he's his usual, happy-go-lucky, loving, affectionate self. Uh, and then 1% of the time, it's like full-on meltdowns that no one can stop or control, which is really unfortunate when it happens uh, at school when he's not with us. And, you know, we can't be there to kind of get him through it and get him out of it. Had had uh, like one incident last week that was mild enough that the teachers didn't tell us until like an hour after it happened. Um, And then at the beginning of this week, I got a phone call and uh, he actually had to be sent home because there was some sort of issue with the other kids, like where he was trying to tell them something, they weren't listening to him that devolved into kicking and screaming and crying on the ground, being carried out you know, by the teachers out of the room to the, you know, quote unquote principal's office, it's a daycare. So just the administrator, Um, you know, and me having to take him home to calm him down because he was just so upset. So, you know, it's hard to tell exactly what's going on there because the words that he knows how to use, don't adequately match what he's trying to say or, or what he's really feeling, you know? So he may say something at school, like so-and-so my friend ruined school. Uh, but what maybe what he really means is my friend was mean to me and now I'm in a really bad mood, but he's not articulate enough yet to actually say that. So, you know, we're, we're trying to, to work through that with him right now. And, uh, you know, as a five-year-old, that's, that's something that we didn't really have to deal with for the longest time. Um, and, and we think it's just behavioral changes, uh, mixed in with you know he's now at an age where the other kids are going to act a little differently than they used to and kids start to get clicky uh you know sometimes i'll take him to the playground and he'll try to play with some kids and the kids don't want to play with him so they run off and he gets upset about that you know which is natural like i totally understand that and that's something maybe he didn't have to encounter before is like feeling rejected by other kids um you know, mix that in with the fact that he's got a baby brother coming. And so maybe there's a part of him that realizes that he's not going to get 100% of mom and dad's attention all the time anymore. And maybe that's bothering him, but he doesn't have the words to express it, you know, mixed in with like, I don't know, uh, Ashley got the flu last month, and there was a couple of weeks where he couldn't. Uh, couldn't get in bed with her and cuddle with her because we couldn't, you know, let her get him sick. And uh, I think that really made, you know, made him kind of nervous. Uh, but it's just one of several factors. It could be one of them. It could be all of them. And, and you know, I don't know, my wife and I are in new territory here. And, uh, you know, for the folks listening, if anyone has gone through this, would love to hear from you. You know, what was your experience like? And uh, what did you do about it? We're looking, like I said, into speech therapy. We're also looking into like an actual child therapist, um, you know, that can sit down with him and kind of Talk through his feelings, his thoughts, his behaviors. Uh, but we think probably what's got to happen first is you got to get over the hump of language and you know speech and being able to actually talk, you know, in a way where people can understand him and relate to him. And uh, yeah, it's a lot, man. It's uh, it's it's been an interesting month because it's really only been like the past month that this has kind of uh, ballooned into what it is.
1: Right, right. It's just all compounding at the same time, which is just mm-hmm. lovely and happening right around the holidays, which is just an excellent flavor add.
0: Oh, yeah, as well. So it's a holly jolly time, but it's just not <laughs> so much on the holly or the jolly. Yeah, you know, and it's it's not all bad. You know, I make it sound like we've just been in turmoil for the past month, and that's definitely not true. Like I said, nine times out of ten, you know, it's a great day and he has a good day at school and, uh, you know, he behaves well and he has a good time and he comes home happy. Um, but then there are days where, I mean, he wakes up and says, I don't want to go to school. I hate school, uh, you know, such and such. And, um, yeah, we're just trying to, to get through that, you know, and, you know, kids are not always going to love school and that's normal to an extent, but you know, when school is not yet to the point where it's like tests and hard problems and it's just like going and having fun with kids, like you should kind of be excited about that unless something's wrong. So yeah, anyway, that's, uh. That's, it uh, that's it
1: flows this morning. Noah didn't want to wake up. And then I was like, hey, buddy, we got to we got to get up and get ready. And he just says, why?
0: I'm like, Oh, God. Yeah. Tell Let's me about against.
1: it. Yeah. Tell me about it. You know, uh-huh. uh, tell me about it. And I'm just like, well, because uh, we have to. It's a school day. You got to go to school today. And I was just like, yeah, it's tough to explain that we just have to. And this yeah. is the plan and the routine. And there's a there's a lot that goes into that. But at the same time, usually what smooths things out in the long run is just sticking with the the usual plan. Mm -hmm. They don't like it from time to time. They don't like it this day or that day. They have a bad day here and there. They have a stretch where they dislike it. But at the end of the day, they've been doing it and they will continue to do it. And then that smooths things over, hopefully. Because, yeah, I feel like we have like relapses from time to time where Noah is like, no i don't want to go to school like every morning it's like i'm up we're getting ready for school i don't want to go to school like well we have to like this is this is the plan this is what we do you go to school Mommy and daddy go to work so on and so forth like this is the normal ebb and flow of the day but hey we've got the weekends and in the afternoons we go and we play and yada yada so yeah try to make it work and try to make it make sense i mean we have just been mired in a uh our own version of events because, you know, um, each person and family and parenting group has their own unique challenges. It's almost never Mm -hmm. the same from one group to the next, but like Paige just doesn't sleep and doesn't sleep peacefully and well for stretches of time of any kind. And I was kind of mentioning to you before we started, like this week I've had two nights of decentish sleep for the first time in a month Mm. since she got an ear infection Um, And it's just dragged on. It's been four weeks and it's just like ear infections. I mean, my God, I should know because I've had another child with ear infections and we did the whole nine yards with the tubes and everything. Mm -hmm. So you'd think, ah, these, I understand ear infections and I do. But at the same time, it's different because it's a different kid and it's just not, my knowledge doesn't matter in in a sense because Mm -hmm. there's just not a lot I can do about it we're on our fourth different antibiotic regimen in a row because the first three didn't work and didn't relieve the ear infection and the pain and the suffering and so that's new like we went through a lot of different things with Noah and I'm sure we tried all the different antibiotics and then had to get the surgery and now we're doing that with Paige. but it's happened so fast yeah I feel like Noah's was like a long drawn out multi-month saga and I mean, literally, you can go back and listen to our audio recordings from the first year. Yeah, of, when
0: we were uh, actually recording once a week, and you of our son's like life,
1: and like every episode was, oh, the ear infection saga continues. Yeah, um, and this has all happened where, up until she got to be six months old, she never had an ear infection, and we're just like, well, there's one positive about uh, this child with the ear yeah. infection is that she just hasn't had any, and boy, isn't that great? She gets her first ear infection finally, and I don't say finally like I'm relieved, but like. No she's been a fussy baby and there's been a whole separate saga there. So we've always assumed it was going to be something like this. And it finally uh, catches up to her that it's an ear infection and it just won't go away now. So that's its own fun. And I mean, it's just like it's just been awful because she can't go more than one to two hours at a time without being in pain Mm. every night. So like there's just no consistency to the sleep. The only consistency is that every night is miserable and that she has to be up every hour or two hours at best to nurse or to get medicine. Otrin just does almost nothing for her. Like it can ease her pain for a very limited period of time. But like I'm saying, even when she's, I mean, we've been medicating her and like, I'm not excited about it, but we've been doing it and it's just like, it doesn't even seem to matter. We give her, the pain relief and it doesn't seem to do anything and so like there's there's no like lulls it's just been a non-stop cycle of of pain yeah every evening for her which then means we don't get sleep which then means that we're not happy um, yeah and we're not well taken care of and there's really nothing to do and we try to tag team and it doesn't really make much of a difference because she's just up so constantly even if we take turns we're both up pretty constantly And so it's just been a train wreck and there's nothing to do about it. And it just really sucks. So like I said, uh, the fourth try is uh, going a little better than the Mm -hmm. first three. (laughs) And we are gonna be seeing an ENT for her uh, next week. And I mean, (laughs) it's, it's, it's weird, but like the conversation is already at the point where even though we haven't even been to the ENT yet, we're pretty sure what we're gonna do is just go in there see them, bring them up to speed, and go ahead and schedule the surgery yeah. to, have, to have the tubes. Because it's yeah. just like, it's been a major issue for her. And even though it hasn't been a long running persistent thing, it's been a month, but it hasn't been, you know, repeated, you know, over time, they're constantly coming back. It's just, it came and never left. <laughs> and so even though it's receding now, our doctors, our pediatrician is just like, yeah, let's just, you just need to get in there so you can go ahead and get surgery scheduled and just go ahead and take care of that and i mean it helps so to speak that we went through this with noah our other you know child and so like we kind of know and if you've heard us talk about it and if you haven't we go into a lot more detail about the surgery and ear tubes and everything in previous episodes but like it's just kind of a you know it's a cure-all so to speak uh for ear infections where once you do that you take that step it's an aggressive step but once you take it um it pretty much clears those those issues up it just makes it a whole different situation for the kids. So I mean, it's just a nightmare. It's just a nightmare. And I mean, literally, because every night, like going to sleep every night. And even before we go to sleep, she's usually awake. (laughs) Because she goes to bed at, you know, 630 or seven before I go to bed at 1030 or 11. She's usually up. And so it's like, can't even get to sleep without knowing. Just knowing that you're in for a terrible night, and every Uh. single night and every morning you wake up and you think, All right. Well, it's a new day. She's great during the day. doesn't impact. This is what sucks about your infection. You have a wonderful day. Kind of like we're talking about with David, nine out of 10 days, 10 out of 10 days, Paige is wonderful during the day. She's a great kid. Love her. She's cute. She's adorable. She's wonderful. Nighttime is a nightmare. And so 10 out of 10 days are great. 10 out of 10 nights are awful. And it's just like every night you have to go to bed knowing like this is going to suck and there's nothing I can do about it. And, uh, you get to the point that we're going to be at pretty rapidly where you you take a more drastic step and you're talking yeah. about surgery and getting tubes and you hope that that solves the ear infection problem at least uh takes yeah off, off your plate but uh yeah this week she did uh i don't remember doing this but no i guess we must have tried it but it's also been four-ish years so i don't know things change with different antibiotics but they actually administer a powerful antibiotic via injection so they mm-hmm. actually get they should get shots, <laughs> which is just wonderful. Wow. Like antibiotics are terrible. Uh, getting a child and not a child, an infant to take yeah. medicine yeah. through the, the syringes is no picnic. So, doing that, it's been for four weeks, twice a day, every day, morning and night, doing the antibiotic. That's been awful to have to yeah. do. And they taste awful. And then now you get to stop that, but you get to replace it with a shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Which is not every day, but it's just like yeah. the fact that you have to, you know, take it that way. And then the, the, the coup de gras of the the shot uh, situation is it's three sets of shots every day for it's it's a shot every day for three days in a row. So we had oh, to go man. for three days in a row and each time you get get a shot because like a three day regimen.
0: So you're going to uh, the doctor and the doctor's administering the shot, not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For sure,
1: for sure. But it's Oof. just like
0: that was t- that was this week,
1: Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It was just you go in, you get the shot, you go back the next day, you get the second, you go back the next day, you get the third. And like, thankfully, like I'm saying, it's it seems to be having some impact finally. Yeah. Um, so thankfully, as we've like souped up the drugs, but like, yeah, geez, what a
0: awful way to
1: have to go. Um, yeah. To have to take shots administered, like to
0: really knock you out. <laughs> man, oh man. I, uh, yeah my heart goes out to you guys that's it's like this it's just like yeah exactly uh, like now you're you're in the day in the daytime like trying to recover from not having a restful sleep like i mean i i don't sleep much i sleep i get about five hours a night uh on average but i can kind of count on you know i'm lucky enough to be able to count on the fact that when i go to sleep i'm gonna sleep and i'm gonna yeah. get rest uh you know i know that that's going to change in about six months and i'm going to have like a you know the turbulence all over again uh like with david but um yeah it's hard it's uh we we talk about this with like the newborn phase that there's a light at the end of the tunnel like you know you are going to get to a point where you eventually get normal sleep nights again uh, but to get past that point now where you guys are where like with noah you got to that point and then you had normal nights. To, to still not have those normal nights back is got to be grueling. It's brutal. Um, it sucks. I mean, like yeah. the ear
1: infection saga that I just described is terrible. But like mm-hmm. that's just been the last month. Yeah, the first six months aren't a picnic either, and it's yeah. just and that's just normal kid stuff. I say normal, but like we've we've talked about before, like Paige has been really tough mm-hmm. to get any improvement in her sleep pattern on a. Normal night. So like these last few days have been normal nights where she'll sleep for like three hours at a time. Yeah, or four hours at a time, maybe. And so she still wakes up two to three times a night.
0: Mm. And
1: that's that's best case scenario. Yeah. Uh, and that's not very good, at least by this time, because she's seven months, she's about to be eight months when she's seven right? Months. Yeah, most kids are sleep trained by now. Most kids yeah. are sleeping through the night by now. Most kids are um, have naturally evolved to some level of consistency where they can sleep longer stretches and mm-hmm. that's just never happened for Paige. So like at this point, we're closer to developmentally getting her to being like a year old where like kids tend to like turn a corner naturally mm-hmm. anyway yeah, and develop out of it rather than actually being able to get any development in the initial months. This is there's there's been zero. So, right. um, you know, get excited about having a second kid. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's going to be great um so yeah get get pumped about that but i mean it's just it's it's a slog yeah um and it's a it's a day and night thing mm-hmm. you know like yeah like i like said the picture i've been painting for lately is really just like a microcosm that's haw- awful times 5 to mm-hmm. be like first 6 months anyway we're like the awake time that we all spend together is wonderful she's cute as a button like yeah. page and it's it's great seeing her learning and growing and she's developing and doing all the things just not with sleep yeah that, that's her thing she just doesn't mm. she just doesn't uh, she just doesn't do it well um other things are going well um so i don't know like if we want to pivot into more I- impressive and enjoyable side of <laughs> yeah of the news to like give a little bit of fun to this uh this down downtrodden podcast uh, sure, maybe cheer ourselves up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if it's possible. Uh, but <laughs> I would say that uh, she's sitting up on her own, which is great. Nice. Well, okay, let me say she is holding herself up when seated. Mm-hmm. She is not sitting up from right. the ground. That's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she sits up on her own power now, stays sitting up. What do we call this? If I put her on the floor, yeah, she will sit yeah. on her own power. And she's not you, rising. She's not rising up. Right. But, but she's, she can, she's stable. She's stable. Yes. She right. Can, she can um, keep herself up. <laughs> yeah. Upright. That's yeah. that's what it is. And that's probably been a few weeks now um, that that just kind of happened. And it's just because it's not like the act of sitting up or rolling mm-hmm. over or crawling. We're not there yet with crawling. Yeah. Didn't really notice when it happened. It's just like we would try to sit her on her but sitting up to like yep. look at stuff and play and like keep her safe. So she doesn't fall and yeah. then just noticed she just wasn't falling anymore mm-hmm. and uh, she wasn't like toppling over. So that was really fun. Nice. And uh, it changes fast uh, because six months of like not much, they're yeah. on the floor and they're like a little amoeba and they just kind of don't move. Or if they move, they roll front, back, front, back, you know, and she got that covered a couple months ago but now that she can set up it's like a whole new world. It's like all these different toys I can interact with and I can sit up and play with uh balls and I can interact with, you know, other toys. I can hold stuff mm-hmm. and nom on it. I can hit stuff and play with it. So it's it's been it's been nice to do that. And I feel like Noah can play with her a little bit now, which he yeah. kind of couldn't before. So like when we're talking about older kids with the younger sibling and like how does it go like for like five or six months they can't really even play together because Paige is just on her back you know mm-hmm. prone when yeah. she's doing playtime or she's being held and that was it now she can sit up so Noah can kind of like be around when she's playing with toys and play with some of those toys or like hand her things or get angry when Paige takes things from him and, and stuff yeah. like that so that's been nice and then we've you know, then you get into those situations where it's like, OK, you can't take toys from Paige, but Paige can take things from you because uh-huh. she doesn't know she doesn't understand. The and so standard. that's that's something that we're trying to, to to sort through. It doesn't happen yeah. that often because Paige is not mobile. But yeah, trying to get him to understand that, like rules don't apply to uh, babies mm-hmm. in the same way because they don't know how to do anything. They don't understand anything. They don't they can't really abide by rules because they don't understand basic words or phrases or anything yet. Yeah. So that has been interesting, but at least kind of what we mentioned earlier, like even to this day, Noah is still pretty like, you know, enjoying being the big brother because there's not yeah. a lot for him to do. And there's not a lot of negative impacts for him. We split up, you know, his time and he doesn't get hundred percent of the time all the time, but I think he's done good. And I think what's been nice is like, he hasn't, wanted to go play by himself away from page hmm. a lot like he maybe be used to and we're not making him i think yeah. he's just kind of naturally now playing around page right um even if he's not playing with page and so it means that we're kind of all all together all the time mm-hmm. a lot more and we don't have to we're not splitting up too much nice for a while in the first few months like he'd want to go play in his playroom with his marble runs and all those other things. And then like, I'd go with him and mom would stay with Paige and you know, we split up yada yada. And then sometimes I'd like bring Paige into the playroom so that she could be there while I'm there. So that I'm playing with Noah, but Paige is there. So, you know, we're all together Um, and try to work it out that way. So he doesn't feel like he's getting less time. We would just do like the parent divide and conquer. So he still gets a hundred percent of somebody, But yeah, I don't know. It's been kind of like a nice development. And I don't know if I've noticed that it ties in with Paige kind of being a little more active. Mm -hmm. But we're just kind of all in the same space a lot more. And it makes it easier to then hopefully feel for Noah that he's not isolated or getting less of any attention.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, And it probably helps too. like on a certain level. You guys are going through these struggles every night, but at least you're going through them together as a family. You know what I mean? And you've got the daytime together now, where you and Austin can sit together and watch the kids play together, and uh, you know maybe get a little bit of payoff there. I don't know uh, to kind of get you through the rest of it. All of this is making me think of something I heard. Uh, and this is going to be both an upper and a downer, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of both. So just get ready for it. That's, I mean, that's parenting for you. I uh, was listening to an interview with Rob Delaney recently. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's a comedian. Oh, yes. Um, I saw him, his interview with Stephen Colbert on The Late Show. Is that yeah, what you're talking yeah. about? He's been doing, well, not that one specifically, but he's been uh, doing a bunch of them. So he wrote a book. Um Rob Delaney uh he lost his 2-year-old son uh last year and you know that's every parent's worst nightmare uh changes you you know forever it's, it's like i said this is going to be a bit of a downer to start off with but he's wrote this book about it this, i'm hoping to read it soon i just have to emotionally prepare myself for it and one thing he kind of brought up in an interview is that uh you know he's get, he gets questions from parents uh, now friends of his you know friends that are about to be parents um and something that i thought was really relatable and really kind of insightful was um a soon-to-be parent said something to the effect of um i'm not ready for this i'm not ready for everything that is going to happen when i become a parent and uh what rob said which i really relate to is like if you think about it all of the hard negative parts about being a parent Are things that you've actually already gone through before like you've had sleepless nights before maybe not on the same level you know you've had feelings of insecurity like i'm not good enough at this i shouldn't be doing this you know why did they give me a baby like you've had those feelings of insecurity and inadequacy in other parts of your life before so you know what to expect kind of you know you've had not being able to solve a problem you've gone through that before like banging your head against a wall, trying to fix something and it not working and not knowing what solution to try, like you've been through that before. But what you haven't been through before and what you have not experienced and, and is just brand new about parenting is the positive side. It's like the feeling of love that you get, you know, that parent-child relationship is unlike anything in your pre-parent life. Like there's no, mm. nothing that can prepare you for that feeling Uh and those positive moments, those feelings of love and excitement and pride and and you know all of those things that go into being a parent that like that's brand new and that's the reward that is just so amazing about being a parent. And you know it's not all highs, it's a lot of lows, but it's all lows that you've spent your life kind of uh practicing on and getting ready for. And so like you have sort of prerequisites like you have something to compare it to. You have something in your life. You've yeah. gone through this. This is nothing new. This is just a, a little bit of a, a higher level than it used to be but on the flip side you've got all those amazing moments and that feeling of love um and I, I don't know like you know it's especially for a parent who has been at the lowest that a parent could ever go you know and to to have that level of tragedy in your life that to, to come away with that kind of uh insight I, I don't know i just thought i thought that was amazing and that's something that i'm trying to keep in mind you know going through you know the, the little difficult things in our lives that we're going through right now
1: Yeah, that is delightful. I like that a lot. It's just tough because it's it's so uh, true, but it doesn't change.
0: Yeah, no, exactly.
1: Yeah. You're going to feel a lot worse about the bad than you feel good about the good. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, I just think about it's so tough you know, even just how I feel and and a lot of what we've been talking about today and the recent stuff we've been dealing with because it's it's so draining and it's so I'm just getting beat down Mm -hmm. constantly, you know, and of course, there's physical impacts. We're tired. We're stressed. We have anxiety. I know Mm -hmm. I do. You know, I deal with that regularly and just trying to feel like it's ridiculous how suffocating it feels and how hard it is and it doesn't change and like that is so much more of a burden that i feel compared to telling myself logically and just thinking about the fact that i recognize on a daily basis i have a lot of great moments Uh like i said the daytime basically the wake hours are all wonderful and and largely fun there's a lot of pain in there when people are angry and upset and crying and tantrums but like sure. there's lots of delightful, exciting moments, but they're just like, I don't know what it is. Like you, you take them in and you're like, oh, good. <laughs> Thank God. Something nice is happening. This is yeah. good. And you just enjoy that. And you don't think about it too much because you're like, mm-hmm. well, f- well, good. Finally, some, some good stuff's happening.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I tell you what kind of makes it tough is that just the way our brains work as parents, like when you're in the middle of the good, you're still, there's part of your head part of the back of your mind that's looking ahead to the bad that's coming or to the bad that already happened like you're you're thinking okay i gotta get ready it's gonna be another rough night or you know i'm still so tired from from everything like it's it's hard i mean for anybody you know whether you're a parent or not to actually like freaking be in the moment and enjoy like good things that are happening at the moment because we're just so used to forward thinking or or backward thinking like that's just yeah. like the way we are uh normally but when you're in the middle of the bad you're not looking forward to the good you're not looking back at the good like you're like it's really easy to be in the moment when the moment is is tough yeah uh because like we're, we just like to latch on to the hard parts um i do anyway i don't know well
1: um, like the good stuff you like you don't latch on to it you just enjoy it
0: and you're just having a good time with it yeah um
1: and it's it's not consuming you so to speak. it's free and enjoyable and you just live and have a good time with that or to your point if you can't separate it you're just still thinking about the bad but then when the bad stuff in, it's just all mm-hmm. it's all consuming and it just it just takes over and you're just like oh this again uh and the dread so yeah it's mm-hmm. just like the feeling the feelings meter is so drastically negative for the bad compared to how positive it is for the good
0: yeah and i'll tell you what else that uh that we did at least the that I do. It's really easy when things are bad to blame it on yourself and to think about what you did wrong. Uh, but when things go right, my natural tendency is just to say, I got lucky, you know? Oh, you know, Oh, he's a, Oh, that's a great kid. Yeah. We got lucky. But when something goes wrong, Oh, it's not that I got unlucky. It's that, uh, I made a mistake. You know, I, I, I didn't do the right thing or I did the wrong thing. Um, it's, it's hard to give yourself credit the good stuff that's going on you know i mean like i I look at you guys and you know everything that you're going through with Paige. you've got two wonderful beautiful kids you know you've got two kids that are growing and that uh are really awesome to be around you know david loves having playdates with noah going to the museum and you know playing around and having a good time he's got a buddy there and that's not an accident it's not lucky it's that he's got two really cool parents that like know you know, I, no one knows what they're doing, but you know what you're doing enough to be doing something right. And it's not that you're lucky. It's that you're good at it. it, it that's just my perspective.
1: Well, thank you. That's nice. And it's true because it's, it's really hard to credit yourself because, uh, yeah. I mean, just the other day, and I do this regularly because this is what you do as parents. I referred to my son as a douchebag bag uh, <laughs> the other day. And I was just like, he's, you know, when I'm talking with other parents who know, I was just like, man, he's just a little jerk. Because, Mm -hmm. of course, I'm talking about the fact that, like, he's sassy, he doesn't listen, he doesn't take direction, Mm -hmm. he pushes back on me uh, constantly. But I was conveying this thought of douchebaggery about my son right after another parent had complimented me and said, wow, he is the politest kid I've ever seen. Uh Uh-huh. And so that's a wonderful compliment. And, uh, of course, internally, I'm like, oh, I guess I'm doing something right.
0: Like right. you were saying,
1: it's like, well, I just, I just, you know, lucked out on that one. And I, I yeah. guess I,
0: I guess I did okay. But, but really then, you what I wanted yourself. To... then you were like, no, yeah. let me tell you why you're wrong, why I'm not a good parent. Like, let me yeah. prove you wrong. What I wanted and, and to tell you, though, most is, uh, yeah,
1: he's uh, not an angel. He's, uh, he's the devil. Uh-huh. Um, and that's what I want people to know is that my son's an ID bag. But um, <laughs> I feel like I have to validate the struggle, even in a positive way. A situation like, well, I only got to the mountaintop because I suffered extensively along the way and boys not parenting a, a pain in the butt mm-hmm. uh, along the way or like I want to validate for people. But like you said, you're, you're right. I did. I undercut it because like if somebody gives you a compliment on your parenting, you're just like, well, I mean, listen, most of the time it's a nightmare, but I guess every now and then it's OK. And that's what we tell people. And I don't know if that's uh, that's just a lot of insecurity along the way, but also I feel like with other parents, we like to just bash on uh, all the wrong that's going on because it's a sympathetic audience. Yeah, exactly. uh, To understand what we're going through. Quite literally, today's episode is a great example. Uh, We're just both being like, woe is me because like, this is crap. And we're just like, oh, I know, man, you know, here's my problems. Um, And that's just, you know, that's nice. That's needed sometimes, but it's, you know, framed around a lot of the unspoken positives.
0: Yeah, I, I I think part of it's, it's well intentioned too because like you want to show like the the raw side because I mean kind of what we feel compelled to do sometimes is just to, just to show our sizzle reels you know just compare ourselves to uh, everyone's bright shiny awesome parenting moments that they post on Instagram and get ten thousand likes for and so I think sometimes like I don't know if I'm talking to a parent and they give me a compliment like my instinct is to be like well I don't want them to feel bad about how they're doing as a parent so let me show the bad you know and maybe part of that is well-intentioned and like wanting to make them feel better but maybe part of that is also like me wanting to keep my ego in check and not allow Mm -hmm. myself to feel good about myself like it's it's a complicated thing man
1: no it's a good point because i've i feel this way a lot lately and i am frankly um i think it comes into play with the fact that like i can't even bring myself to talk about what's going on right now in our lives and our parenting lives very much just for that reason, because it's very difficult and it's hard right now. And so I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to um, if I do talk about it, I'm just going to talk about the negative and I don't want to relive it that much. Yeah, Um, even though it's important to kind of share the experiences. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's what we try to do through this podcast. Like it's been very difficult the last few months to want to even do that, because doing that means that I have to talk about the fact that it has been difficult And it's hard to live through and it's hard to just continue existing so why would i want to talk about that why would i want to jump on the podcast and and chat because i don't want to admit that it is hard
0: yeah yeah i mean and and compound that with the fact that like let's face it we're dudes and dudes are what's the word like we're conditioned to not talk about the hard stuff and kind of keep things shallow and not talk about parenting in general um so like we're kind of lucky that you know somehow we dodged that bullet and we started a podcast where we try to be raw and honest about this stuff and like have conversations that not a lot of guys get the chance to have and you know it's it's hard to open up about that stuff i think it's also probably helpful for both of us that we can kind of bounce this crap off of each other you know and kind of get open about that but it's not easy you know it's like pulling off a band-aid sometimes yeah i get that
1: no i think it's good but if you guys wonder what we've been up to it's that it's all yeah. of that. And, all uh, that. Just not wanting to jump into it because it's yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot mm-hmm. right now. And, uh, you know, there's there's such few moments that uh, rightly or wrongly, we feel like are going really great. And yeah. so we don't feel like there's a lot to jump in and talk about and exclaim the good news because it, it hasn't been the good news. It's been. Yeah. The, it's been the tougher side of things. And it's just mm-hmm. like. Give me as little of that as possible. As soon as I have freedom to move outside of that and do something else, uh, I'm not going to want to jump back in to anything more parenting than I have to because it's what I'm getting is plentiful <laughs> yeah, and uh, borderline excessive. And it's just a lot to, to deal with on its own.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and be, be honest with yourself, too, and give yourself a little uh, a little slack here. Um, like. Me and Ashley, you and Austin are two full-time employed adults making a living, and you've got a podcast on the side, and you're raising two children. Uh, one of whom is not allowing you to sleep more than you know th- three hours together uh, at a time. Like it's like just in terms of available time throughout the day, you don't have it. I don't have it either. Like it's it's tough. I I think that a lot of folks out there, whether you have a a podcast or not, we kind of do too much, at least in America, I think like we kind of thrive on productivity and want to feel like we're productive and like we're using every hour of the day and getting the most out of it. I struggle with that. And we just stack and stack and stack. And if there's, uh, I mean, there are several reasons that we aren't doing podcasts every week, like we used to, one of which being I'm still working remote. So I'm not in the studio like I was when I worked full time in a radio station, uh, in the building, but like, there's just so much going on, man. And, uh, I think that's something that a lot of folks can relate to is like, we, we do so much and we try and put so much pressure on ourselves to like use the day thoroughly and not rest. Uh, I, I don't rest at all. Like I need to start doing that. Like I need to just like sit down I don't know, in front of the TV, you know, and unwind at the end of the day. I don't. I tend not to do that. I tend just like want to stay productive, which is insane. Uh, it's I don't know, it's it's crazy. I I, I don't know. I'm I I've, I've started uh therapy recently, like uh like over the phone, just like talking to a counselor about stuff, you know, whether it's anxiety or my ADHD, um, and trying to bounce stuff off a professional, and uh, I think that helps a little bit. Like helps to kind of point out things that I'm doing right and actually like feel good about myself, but also like figure out what my bad habits are and what's holding me back. So I don't know. That's just where my head is at right now. And, uh, this episode kind of feels like it's been just like a therapy session for both of us. Just like unload all the crazy junk that's been going on and, uh, try and bounce it off each other. So I'm grateful for that at least. Well, there you go. Well, just
1: listen to, uh, your own feedback this week. You're doing a lot more right than you think. Hmm. Or certainly then you give yourself credit for it. You probably recognize it, but you're just discounting it or not giving it as, as much value as it's as it's true. Because you do a lot of things right. Specifically being a good person and just being a good father and a good husband. So, you know, those are kind of big ones.
0: Thanks, buddy. Yeah. That, that, that means a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, we've been uh, going on. Uh for almost an hour now.
1: Yes, the uh, session has uh, come hour. to a close. It is, uh, We've hit our hour,
0: so yep. uh, yeah. I feel like this, uh, this might be a good place to, to close out. Um, okay. One thing that uh, folks will uh, get back to you on in a future episode is, Brandon, I don't remember if I told you this, but one of our listeners reached out to us after listening to you talk about uh, Paige and her silent reflux. Um, and wants to come on and have a conversation with us um, because his child went through that as well. It's something that he can relate to, yes. um, you know. So for those who are interested in that subject, uh, keep an eye out in a future episode. We'll get into that a lot more. But until then, Brandon, uh, lead us out uh, one more time. Where can folks find us out there in the, the wide world web, uh, wide world web, worldwide web? Why not? Yeah. If you want more of this
1: after listening to today's session, Please give us a like or a follow on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Podcast. You can email us directly at DadSplainingPodcast at gmail.com. You can check out this and every episode anywhere you get your podcasts.
0: So uh, until then, I'm Jesse. And I'm Brandon. And uh, hey, Brandon, what do you get when you wash down a laxative with holy water?
1: (laughs) Uh, 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 no, no, I feel like I had it, but no, I don't, I don't have it. A religious movement. Ah, good, <laughs> good. I was going in a different direction. I was like, oh, the the holy shush or something. Um, but no, been. that's that's not a thing. Yeah, uh, uh, Jesse, did you hear about uh, there was a Dracula convention in town recently? But uh, yeah, it was broken up in multiple. Uh, you know, a lot of arrests actually ended up happening. Oh. And uh, yeah, did you did you hear about this? No, no. Yeah, I, apparently they were uh, arrested on multiple counts. <laughs> two counts. Three.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think I botched I botched that a little bit, but there was there was a good one in there.
0: All right, thanks for joining us, folks. We'll see you next time. The advice and opinions expressed on Dad's planning are solely those of its hosts and guests and should not be substituted for the advice of professionals. If you have a serious concern about the health or development of your child, please consult with your pediatrician. If you're experiencing an emergency, please call 911. Don't listen to us. We're really just good for dad jokes.